and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show, a podcast for counsellors and therapists. With me, Jane Travis, I'm an ex-counsellor that now helps other therapists to grow their practice and to attract more clients more easily. So let's get started. Hi and welcome back. And if this is your first visit, welcome. It's really great to have you here. I hope you have had a really great day so far. Now then, I've got a question for you. Tell me, how do you feel when you get a phone call from a potential new client? Do you A, feel in control and confident, or do you feel B, maybe you lack a little confidence, maybe you don't really know how to handle it? Well, if you identified more with B, then this episode is for you because today we're going to talk about taking that initial phone call from a potential client in a way that's going to increase the likelihood that they're going to make an appointment and subsequently become a client of yours. So today I'm going to share a few tips, tips on feeling a little bit more confident, tips on how to take gentle control of the call tips about how to refer the client on without them feeling rejected and also how to make the booking at a time that's going to suit you and also you know how can you make this all sound natural how can you be you because look you work really hard to get new clients so you know let's make a great first impression on the phone Now, look, just before I go on, I want to just remind you about how important it is to make the whole process extremely straightforward for the potential client to contact you. Okay, so I would suggest that where possible, you answer the phone yourself if you can, because if you ask them to leave a message, that gives them an extra step to take. And I know how many people hate answer phones. And also, if you ask people to leave a message, sometimes people will have a short list of counsellors to call. And if you ask them to leave a message, it means that they might go on to the next person and call them. And if they answer the phone, they might go to them instead. So although it's not always possible to answer the phone, where you can answer the phone, it really is best. So if you can answer the phone, do answer the phone, okay? Now, just again, before we go on, I just wanted to talk to you about a podcast that I did, which was episode 121, which is called Voicemail for Therapists, Six Ways to Improve Your Message and Hang On to That Client. So I'll put that link somewhere around this call. So go and have a look at that if you need a little bit of extra help with that. Okay, then let me tell you a little bit about my experience of this. Now, when I first started as a counsellor, it was like a long time ago, back in back in 2015. And I really did struggle with this. You know, there was that inner conflict of, yes, wanting more clients, working with more people, making more money, of course, wanted to build my business. But I'd also be extremely anxious and just know, not know what to say. And when I look back at that time, I can see how my own insecurities practically pushed people away. So this is the sort of thing that happened to me. So as a people pleaser, in an attempt to not be pushy, I'd be kind, I'd be empathetic, and I'd listen to their story. And it wouldn't really matter how long their story was. I'd be listening, you know, sometimes up to half an hour at a time that wasn't always convenient, because sometimes I don't end up being on a call with people for for far too long. You know, I didn't need to know all the ins and outs of their history in order to book book an appointment. 
And honestly, sometimes these these calls could be really inconvenient for me. You know, I could be just cooking tea with the kids running around that just ended up making me feel more anxious. So somebody would call me. It might not be convenient. The call would be lengthy. We would go round and round and frankly take far too long because I'd ultimately, I'd be waiting for them to ask for an appointment. I'd want them to ask for an appointment because I didn't want to sound pushy. And ultimately, the call would end with me saying to them, you know, think about it and get back to me. And off they'd go. Nine times out of 10, I'd never used to hear back from them. And it was, you know, not very good. So (laughs) if that sounds a little bit like you, then hopefully this is going to help you. Because, you know, like I say, for me, a, a mix, a heady mix of anxiety, people pleasing and a lack of training would leave the client ultimately lacking confidence in me. You know, my my lack of confidence would leave them with a lack of confidence in me. So look, have you ever done that? Has has that ever happened to you? Because if it has, look, please don't don't worry about it. We we all have to go through a process of learning. And the chances are nobody's actually told you what to say. So I'm gonna go through seven really simple steps showing you ways to manage that initial phone call in a way that's going to increase the likelihood of getting a new booking in your diary at the end of it and and doing it in a way that makes you, you know, feels okay for you. Okay. Step number one. So the first thing to consider is mindset. Now, if you know me at all, you'll know that I'm constantly banging on about mindset because mindset is so important. You know, mindset is the thing that's going to stop you from being successful. So it's something to always be working on yourself, you know, because the truth is that although you are qualified and very possibly highly qualified, because I know therapists are obsessed with learning more about therapy, learning more about people, learning more about different techniques and different theories. So most counsellors, you know, after they've been doing it for a few years, are highly, highly qualified. You're possibly experienced. Undoubtedly, you're passionate about the work that you do. And I imagine that you're stuffed to the gills with compassion, empathy, understanding, acceptance, and unconditional positive regard. Now, you probably struggle with really acknowledging that. So it could be that you've got a little bit of imposter syndrome spooking around in your head, making you doubt yourself, which really makes it hard to appear confident in a call when inside you're really cringing. Or maybe you struggle with perfectionism. You know, maybe you worry that you don't know enough or you don't have enough experience. But, you know, being a therapist isn't about knowing the most and it's definitely not about being perfect. It's about being with somebody fully. And just remember that most people that access therapy have never had anybody listen to them before. It's really powerful stuff. The basics that you learn in how to be a therapist are, they all are powerful things. Okay. So if any of that sounds like you, if you feel like, you know, you struggle with perfectionism or you've got a bit of imposter syndrome, I'd like to just remind you of the client's process. 
Now, the client may have had your details for weeks or months or sometimes even years before they pluck up the courage to make the call. So they might have been looking on your website, they might have followed you on social media, they might be reading your blogs and you've been on their radar and it's taken them a long time to get to the point of picking up the phone. But you know what, of all the counsellors that there are, and these days that's hundreds of counsellors, there's loads of counsellors around, out of all the counsellors around, this person has chosen you to call. Now, I want you to think about this just for a moment because I want you to give yourself a big old pat on the back. You know, your hard work is paying off. Your marketing is working. This person chose you, okay? That is absolutely brilliant. And I'd really like you to let that sink in, to let that really penetrate so that you get to really acknowledge that because the more that you can acknowledge this, the more confidence that you're going to get. Maybe you want to journal about it. Maybe you want to chat to a friend about it. Now, I do have a couple of podcasts. I've got a podcast on perfectionism and a few on imposter syndrome. And like I say, I'll add those in the show notes so you can check those out later. So the first thing to think about is your mindset and to just remember that these people want to come and work with you. So the second thing is all about staying in control. Now, when you get an inquiry, it is really important to take gentle control of the conversation. Why? Well, it's because that client needs to feel safe and it's your job as a counsellor to gently guide them through the process. Remember, when they call you, they're probably nervous. If you think you're you're nervous, then they are a hundred times more nervous. So, you know, they're probably going to be nervous. They don't really know what to expect. They're, you know, it's all a bit full of anxiety. So look, if you find that you're getting lots of people phone up and give you inquiries, but not actually booking to make an appointment, or maybe people make an appointment, but then don't turn up or don't turn up for the second session, that's really quite a good sign that maybe you're taking too passive a role at this point. So here's a little tip before you even start talking to them, take a nice big deep breath, you know, and try standing up when you're talking to them. Because if you stand up when you're on the telephone, this is going to give your voice just that little bit more authority. And like I say, remember of all the counsellors out there, you're the person they decided to call. So they will already have decided that they either want to work with you or you're going to be on their shortlist, but they want to get a bit of a feel for you. So look, relax, allow yourself just to be yourself. You know, don't worry too much about trying to be, you know, a professional counsellor. You know, of course you need to be professional, but don't be starchy. Allow yourself just to be warm. And look, you don't have to try and sell yourself. I promise you, the last thing that that person wants now is you trying to sell yourself. So don't even try, you know, just allow yourself to be you. Let your warmth show. Now, a few years ago, I conducted a survey that was all about exploring the public perception of counselling. I called it therapy rebrand. And what came up over and over again was anxiety about coming to counselling full stop. It was all just really scary. And also this idea of talking to a stranger. 
So when a potential client makes an inquiry, it's far more important for you to let this warmth shine through, far more important than trying to be professional, whatever that means. This is your first chance to make a personal connection, thus starting the therapeutic relationship, which we all know is the key to successful work. Now then, if you'd like to learn a bit more about the Therapy Rebrand Survey, you can access the webinar for free at janetravis.co.uk slash webinar. It is a couple of years old, but I'm sure that you'll find out, you know, you've, there's still plenty that you can pick up from there and be really useful. So again, I'll share that link in the show notes as well. Anyway, back to the client. Now you're going to need to find out a little bit about what's happening for them. But I would suggest that the first thing you do is ask them how they got your details. So just say, oh, oh, it's great that you called, but just before you tell me a little bit more about the situation, can you tell me how you got my number? And, you know, they'll be able to say, oh, I saw you on social media or my friend was telling me about you or, you know, I checked you, checked out your website or I was, it was on a directory or whatever. But this is going to be useful information so that you'll get an idea of what marketing is really working for you. OK, so the next step is to find out if you're a suitable therapist for them. So at this point, you need to get an idea if you're suitable for them before they share their life story or start to ask you questions like the cost or the length of sessions, etc. Because in my experience, some people can talk for a very long time over the phone in an initial call. So to enable me to manage the time that I would spend on the call, I would ask them, you know, could you give me a brief outline of what's happening for you at the moment? I just need to check that I'm the right person to work with you before we move on. And if I'm not the right person to help you, I'll try to point you in the right direction. So by saying that, it really sets expectations because it lets them know that you might need to refer them on. So it reduces the chance of them feeling rejected if that's the case. And that makes it easier for you and them. And they will definitely really appreciate this. So allow them to talk. And when they finish, do a little recap. So you could say something like, Okay, so it seems that you are at a crossroads in your life and after always doing what's right for other people, you're at a point where you want to explore what's right for you right now. Is that right? And the client is going to feel listened to and understood. So the next step, number four, is what to do if you can help this client. So if this client has something going on in their life and you can definitely help them, it's within your capabilities and you're happy to work with them, then you can ask them if they would like to make an appointment. And remember, this isn't being pushy because that person contacted you. You know, this is what they want. Their mind is probably already made up. They probably just wanted to get a feel of you over the phone or maybe ask any questions. Now, if you've been listening to me or following any of my advice about forming a connection with clients with everything that you do, then this work has paid off because the person on the phone has probably got a good sense of you by now. So at this point, you just need to say something like, yeah, okay, that's something that I can definitely help you with. So do you have any questions for me or would you like to go ahead and book an appointment? So answer any questions that they have and when you've finished, ask them again. But, you know, be sure to offer them thinking time. You know, we're not here to pressurise anybody. So you could just say something as simple as, so 
would you like to think about it or shall we make an appointment and get started? You know, it's very straightforward. We don't have to make it complex. Now, if they want to give it some thought, let them know that it's absolutely okay to get back with any more questions. And just an important thing I just want to mention to you, and that is please don't get disillusioned if they don't book in with you straight away. Sometimes for some clients, this is just a part of the process. So an example of this is a friend of mine, I'd recommend that they go and get counselling. You know, I'm a counsellor, that's what we do. So I'd said, I think counselling would maybe help you, helpfully, I thought. So they started looking around for counsellors. And I found out ages ago that it had actually taken more than a year before they actually made an appointment with one of those counsellors. They'd found them and they'd been checking them out and they had their name on a piece of paper in their wallet, but it took more than a year before they phoned up and actually made an appointment. So just bear in mind, people have a process. Now, if they've decided that you're not the right person for them, you know, that is okay. That's absolutely fine. Yes, it can sting a bit, but, you know, it's really important both for you and for them that they're a good fit. So the next step is booking an appointment. Now, if they want to book an appointment, again, take control, offer the client some choices. So the first thing I would suggest is that you have a look in your diary and you look at what what slots you would like to fill and offer those first. So you could say something like, I could see you on Tuesday at two or Wednesday at three. Which would you prefer? Just give them a couple of ideas. It just makes it easier for them to think. Then if those aren't suitable for the client, offer them an alternative. You could say something like, would you prefer morning or afternoon? Or would you prefer Tuesday or Wednesday? I always find personally that choosing between two alternatives is far easier than choosing something like, you know, I'm free all week, choose choose the best time. Because that kind of gives me too much choice and that kind of freaks me out a little bit. So even if you have a completely empty diary, just give them some choices. And this also gives them the impression that you're busy. Now, by offering your most convenient time first, it reduces the backwards and forwards of that. Well, when's good for you? And, you know, how about this time or that time? You know, it makes it a lot more simple. It shortens that. And remember, if you settle on a day that's not good for you because you're trying to be accommodating, you could be seeing them at that day and time for months or even years. So, you know, if you think to yourself, oh, well, actually, I'm a little bit desperate at the moment. I really want some new clients. So I'm going to take this client on. And they say, right, I want an eight o'clock appointment on a Friday. And you think to yourself, well, I'm going to say yes, because I don't want to lose this client. You might be seeing them at eight o'clock on a Friday night for, you know, weeks and weeks. So just really, really think about that. So if you don't want to work late or early, or if you don't want to work weekends or Fridays, then just simply say that you're not available then. So just say, I'm afraid I don't do Fridays, but I could see you Tuesday at six or something like that. Just try to make the whole process as simple as possible. And look, you can actually learn more about this. Now, if you're a member of the Grow Your Private Practice membership, hop on over and have a look at the foundations course. And also there's a quick win training called time blocking and I go through it there. Or 
or if you're not a member of the Grow Your Private Practice membership, why not? You know, come and join us. You could also catch episode 114, which is called Eight Ways to Make the Most of Your Time and Get More Done. And I'll, again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you can, so you can go and have a look at that. Now, once they've booked their place, let them know some details. So let them know your address, your directions, any transport details they might need to know, like the tube stop or where parking is. Do they need any car parking fees? You know, anything like that. And be sure, of course, to take their phone number in case anything happens that you have to cancel. And then the next step is payment. So here you do just need to talk about money. You need to let them know how much money they need to bring or you need to take a payment in advance. Obviously, it's up to how you do it. Now, just before you do panic, remember, they will probably have checked out the price before calling you. So, you know, most people will check out the price because they don't want to go to someone if it's just outside of what they can afford. So they'll already have checked. So don't worry too much about it, but just keep it really simple. So you can just say the cost is, you know, however much it is, and that's payable by, and then whatever it is that you use to take a payment. So it could be the cost is £60, payable in advance or payable by card or whatever you do. Just keep it really simple. Don't complicate it. If you take payment in advance, at this point, you'll go through whatever your process is, you know, tell them exactly what they need to do. Now, a nice touch at this point is to send them a welcome pack. Now, snail mail, so something through the post is really, really nice. It's a bit more costly. It's a little bit less convenient, but receiving something through the post is just going to set your relationship up really nicely, isn't it? Now, you don't have to do that. You don't have to send things through the post. It's absolutely fine to send documents by email as well. You can send any documents. You can make them look good using Canva. Canva Canva.com is a, it's like a design app. It's free and it's simple. I'll share a link in the show notes so you can send anything you want to send to them, like a copy of the contract or how to make the most of their therapy or, you know, links to a blog post that you've written that's going to be really helpful for them. So you can do that. Or you could just simply say, you know, hop over to the FAQ page for more info and you can send them directly to the FAQ page. Something else that you might want to do is I had a really, really good guest, Kim Simmons. You may or may not know her. Kim Simmons is a VA that works specifically with therapists. And she came and had a chat with me. It was episode 78 and it was called Why Smooth Onboarding Helps the Therapy Process. So again, I'll share that in the show notes as well. And if you don't know what the show notes are, wherever you're listening to this podcast, there'll be some something around it, some a little section around it where it'll just have the details of the episode and those are called the show notes. So it'll have the details there. But yeah, go and have a listen to that as well. And she'll talk to you about how you can make really smooth onboarding, which was really fantastic. So to finish the call, you'll just finish, you know, recap on the date of time and tell them that you look forward to meeting them. And that's it. So that's all very well and good. But what happens if they tell you a little bit about what's happening for them and you realise that actually that's not something that I work with. It's outside of my capabilities. It's something I hate working with, you know, for whatever reason, you don't want to work with that particular thing or that particular person. 
Now, of course, you can't help everyone. And there's always going to be some people that you need to direct elsewhere. But telling the client that you can't help them is something that needs to be dealt with, with extreme sensitivity, because the problem is they could perceive this as a rejection. Of course, it can feel horrible. They've plucked up the courage to speak to you. And then you're saying that you can't help them. And that might be misinterpreted as you saying that they're beyond help. You know, and that's the last thing you want. You know, if it took them ages to get in touch with you. And then when you say, if you say that to them, it can be a real blow, can't it? So it's definitely something to consider in advance how you might word this. And again, it doesn't have to be very complicated. Here's something that I might say. I might say something like, that is definitely something you can get help with, but it's not something that I personally deal with. If you'd like, I can give you some recommendations of people who specialise in this area. And then you can offer them a couple of names of other counsellors in that niche. But you know what? I would only recommend people that I personally know. If you personally know them and you trust them and you know that they are very passionate and experienced and qualified, then by all means, you know, recommend them. If you don't have anybody that you recommend, I would then recommend how to find someone, you know, maybe do a search and tell them what to search for, that sort of thing. And always end the call with, you know, something uplifting, like good luck with that, take care, and I hope that you get to move forward from this, something like that. So, you know, how you handle a client inquiry really is important, and it's reassuring for them if you take control. But it's about taking control, as I say, in a very gentle way. You're not going to be bossy. It's just going to be very gentle guiding them, just a hand behind the back, just guiding them along. So don't worry a bit about being too pushy. Don't worry about being salesy. I very much doubt that's going to happen. But the potential client could be extremely anxious and fearful, and it could have taken a lot for them to phone up. So, you know, just be warm, take a gentle control, and it's just going to help them. But equally, it's important to think of yourself. You know, it's important that you're not going to be ages on the phone for somebody, you know, especially if it's a really inconvenient time. You know, it's not good for either you or them to feel a bit rushed. So if handling an inquiry is new to you, practice. You know, think about what you might say. Think about how you might word things. Just, you know, like I say, go to a coffee, have a slice of cake and think about what sort of things you might say and then practice. Say it out loud. What does it feel like to say those words? Does it feel comfortable for you? How do you think it will feel for them to hear those words? And then just jot those things down so that it's there. So you can keep reminding yourself of the the thing you want to say. And then when somebody calls, you'll know easily where you might be able to go and just check and have a reminder. Okay, so today we've taken a look at why whatever happens, you should definitely be congratulating yourself on getting a new inquiry. We've looked at how to feel more confident, how to take gentle control of the call, how to set expectations and how to take bookings at the day or time that best suits you. And also we've taken a quick look at how you might refer the client on without them feeling rejected. So look, I really hope that this has given you some ideas so that the next time you get an inquiry, you'll feel more confident and they'll be more likely to make that booking. 
And just remember, if you want to attract more clients so that you can transform more people's lives, you can grow your practice and make more money, be sure to check out the Grow Your Private Practice membership and just see how it's going to be able to help you. So that's Grow Your Private Practice and it's .co.uk. Okay, so that's it for today. I really, like I say, I really do hope that you found this helpful. And if you do find that somebody phones and they end up booking, just let me know. I'd love to know. And if you found this helpful, be a friend and share it with your therapy friends. Okay, till next time, take lots of care and I'll speak soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And if you're ready to take action to grow your practice, check out growyourprivatepractice.co.uk. Bye for now.